welcome back. So I know the first episode was, um, you know, quick and dirty. It was, it was just putting it all out there. And um, this one, because I, I feel like when you listen to a podcast or when you're going to listen to someone speak, the first thing you want to know is, well, what's in it for me? Why should I listen to you? So I've called this this um, episode the right to speak or shut the fuck up because I thought I would just give you a little insight into who I am and my reason behind what I do and perhaps then you'd be able to see whether there's any value for you in continuing to listen to the podcast. So I want to talk about, um, when I talk about my story, I want to mention things things like labels and yes just like the labels on you know the stuff at the supermarket we actually apply labels don't we they're those parts of our identity that the names that people give us and then that we also give ourselves to define who we are so yes there's there's labels which we're all very familiar with and quite happy to take on labels like mum. I am a mum. I have three kids. Uh, My two daughters are 28 and 24 and I have a five-year-old son. So there's a label, mum. And I am a wife. I've been with my partner Anthony for over 12 years now. So there's another label. And there's all those different other labels, you know, um, woman, uh, entrepreneur, all all those names that that fit us into different boxes in society. However, they can also be so, so damaging. Yes, they help us decide, you know, where someone fits when we're trying to make sense of things. I want to point out how damaging they can be when we use them to create an identity that doesn't align with us and does not set us up for success, doesn't set us up to be the best version of ourselves. So some of the other labels that I adopted (laughs) as part of my identity over the years, I'm 49 at the moment, is from a mental health perspective, I was diagnosed and wore the labels of borderline personality disorder, complex PTSD, anxiety, depression. I'd been medicated for these various mental health issues for over 20 years. And at a couple of times I've been hospitalized in psych wards. So all of these labels became part of who I believed I was. And, And when you put these labels on yourself as well, and when you accept them as part of your identity, they actually limit what you believe you're capable of. You know, you, you set the bar low for yourself and consequently other people then set your bar low. The expectations are lower and that can really limit your belief in what you can achieve in your life. I came from a broken home with a lot of abuse, another label. Uh, there was a lot of physical and emotional abuse from my mother. She was quite a uh, erratic and violent woman. And there was um, sexual and emotional abuse from my father. 
So that was, you know, two barrels there coming at me. And yes, let's add another label. I call him my dad. However, he's actually my stepdad because I never knew my dad. So let's throw another label in there that I have no idea where I come from. (laughs) And I was so young when my stepdad came into my life that he's the only dad, so to speak, that I've ever known. So emotionally, he was always my dad. And then we'll add some more. Let's add some more labels on there that, you know, this kind of life that I grew up in when I was young led me to attach other labels, labels like the class clown when I was at school, the school dropout. I didn't finish high school because shit, I had more stuff going on. School was not a priority for me. I became a street kid and lived on the streets for quite a few years. That then also led to me becoming a sex worker. So let's add that label on there as well. A few more. Let's go, I've put my hand up and I've used the labels and and attached those labels of liar, slut, thief. There's so many degrading labels that I attached to myself and formed an identity. So this really took me on a bit of a search, to be honest, because, I mean, there were plenty of times when I got myself into some real shit spaces. <laughs> and I really did, you know, I look back now and I think, how the fuck did I survive? How is it I'm not dead, you know? And I realised that the thing that kept me going was this search, this... this <laughs> I refused to believe that I was simply born to be those things that I've mentioned, those negative labels. I refused to believe that that was what my life was meant to be for. I'm like, there's got to be more than this. What is this shit? Who would sign up for this, right? And so I went on this search, I guess, um, as I bounced around life for belonging, for meaning, for answers, yeah. And it took me to church. I I really thought that maybe if I gave myself to God and repented or whatever, you know, followed the rules, <laughs> maybe that'd make me a good person. And then I'd belong somewhere and I would be loved and, and I would find meaning in my life. Um, that turned out to be a crock of shit for me. You know, it's not for everyone, it's okay. I bounced around various jobs. I, you know, put my hand to all sorts of different jobs and things. And I was always very good. No matter which job I did, I I excelled at it because I immediately accepted that job as part of my identity because I wanted to belong and I didn't know what that meant. So I became a, a super overachiever at everything I did. I had multiple long-term relationships with both men and women. Again, can you see the confusion, right? Like where the fuck do I fit in? And so at that point, you're just bouncing around trying everything and anything to see where you belong. And that's what I did. In wanting to understand my head, in wanting to understand my choices, my emotions, my behaviours, 
I studied psychology, counseling, color therapy, tarot, Reiki, Kabbalah. I really, again, overachieving, (laughs) throwing myself in thinking that this was the answer. This would finally explain what made me, yeah? And it was all really just to answer why the fuck am I here? What is the point of my life? That was my burning questions. And all of these things, and you know, they, they gave me some answers, I guess. They gave me a lot of information and uh, over time, you know, more and more connection to myself as well. I learned a lot about myself for sure, 100%, yeah. However, once I had kids, once I had my daughters, because obviously they're older, 28 and 24, I thought, well, you know what, maybe it's not about me. Maybe I've just got to let go and my whole reason for being was to be a mother to these girls and give them, do what I can to give them a better life than what I was given. So I made my life about the girls and yet, you know what, I fucked up plenty. I hurt them quite a lot and I was, you know, in and out of hospital and in and out of employment and on and off medication and smoking, drinking, just being generally unhealthy, not knowing how to navigate my own mental illness and what I was feeling and what I was not feeling when I was really numb. So I did make heaps of mistakes, don't get me wrong. However, I I'd like to I'd like to be proud of the fact that I also never gave up. I really wanted to be someone that my daughters would be proud of. And so that kept me moving forward ever so slowly, and sometimes I'd move forward and I'd be thrown 10 steps back. And I'd dust myself off, get back up, you know, and keep moving forward. And so my life became about my kids, which is all well and good, you know. I'd be, again, high achiever, so I wanted to really throw everything into that. And then my mind started thinking, well, what about after that? You know, I'm a realist. (laughs) My girls love me. They're not going to stay at home forever, though, are they? They're going to want their own life. They're going to want their own partners or maybe they're carrying kids, their own career, whatever, their own life. They're not going to stay at home and ask their mum for help every day. So I started wondering, well, what does that mean for me after? After I have really wrung all the goodness out of the label of mum, what next? So there was a bit of a void there. And, you know, once again, I started looking for what would fill that. And thankfully, that around that time is actually when I found NLP. Uh, That's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I went to do this course and I thought it would help me because also, you know, around that time I thought, oh, you know, maybe maybe my, my job, my meaning, my purpose is to help other people. And so I decided I wanted to become a coach and, and just help other people and using what I'd learned along the way from psychology and colour therapy and tarot and Kabbalah, Reiki, massage, all those things. Just put them all together and see if I could help in some way. 
And so I went and did this NLP course, um, this practitioner certification. There's a five-day course and I had to travel away from home. And my mindset was that I was going to go there and, you know, learn some really cool tools to help other people. Uh, I shit you not, by I think it was the beginning of day three around there, I was looking on my phone trying to work out how to get an earlier flight home. I was in tears and I thought, what is the, I did not sign up for this shit. (laughs) It was, uh, it was brutal. I've got to say it was brutal. And I realized there was so many aspects of myself underneath all those negative labels that I had simply ignored. You know, that inner child work, I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm not, I've got no time for that. And so I pushed and suppressed all of this emotion and all of this nurturing sort of love that, in in essence, that's what I was searching for, wasn't it? And yet it's what I denied myself the most. And it was all coming up. It was all bubbling up during this course. And I'm like, that's it. Fucking, I'm tapping out. I'm done. And the, the trainer of that course, he came to see me and I will always, always be thankful and grateful for this moment with him because he sort of, he knelt down to my eye level, you know, and he said, I, I, I know that this is hurting. I know you're, you know, you're processing a lot right now. However, I also know that if you can trust me and see through the next couple of days, you will feel so much better. I, I guarantee it, I promise you, that this is, this is not the end. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm sort of thinking you're full of shit right now because you didn't tell me I'd be feeling any of this. You know, and I was really quite dismissive. I was a bit, nah, don't want to hear what you have to say. And he persisted and he said, Ali, do you trust me? I'm asking you to trust me, please. Will you trust me? And I thought, you know what? Trust is something that I had never really given anyone, you know, because trust had been betrayed from the minute really that I can remember being with parental figures. Trust was that one thing that was never shown to me. I didn't learn trust. So I thought, okay, Ali, there's a crossroads. Are you going to step it up and trust or are you going to run away? So not one to shy away. I'm like, fuck this, let's go. (laughs) And I said, all right, I'll trust you. Let's go. And I went back in there. And by the end of, uh, I think it was about day four then, I walked up to that same trainer and I said, okay, tell me how I can learn everything about this because I want to do what you do. I want to train other people. I want to share this with as many people as I can talk to because this is fucking phenomenal. This is life-changing stuff. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I'd studied a lot of other things that are um, quote unquote life-changing. Didn't change my life, so to speak, though, did it? It, it? it 
you know, he put band-aids on and it touched on bits and, and yeah, it was lots of beautiful experiences and lots of wonderful knowledge that I learned. And I'm always very grateful for that knowledge and I use it still today. However, when I did the NLP course, so much in my brain was unlocked. I, I saw the world differently. I saw myself differently. And from that moment on, I vowed to live my life according to that. And, you know, I walk my talk. I, I've never asked anyone to do anything that I haven't done myself after I learned NLP. So yeah, I came back from that course, I hit the ground running, I started coaching using the tool and then I looked, started looking into how to become a trainer. And uh, less than two years later, after that course, I became a certified trainer. And it was hard work, like, let me tell you, you get put through the ringer and you really have to be able to step up and pass other people's bullshit meter, you know? If they can smell crap on you, you're not going to get anywhere. So I really had to spend so much time reflecting and sorting out my own bullshit excuses, my own my own labels that I was holding on to simply because I was too scared to step out and be everything that I always actually dreamed of being because what if I fail I say to that what if I fail who gives a shit (laughs) I'm going to give it my best regardless so here I am now now I have uh, my own training company it's called Talk Train Co Uh, I run certification courses in NLP and in timeline therapy in coaching Um, and I throw lots of other modalities in there. I really am passionate about communication, and so I help couples get together. We do couples courses. I help um, people who want to communicate with kids better. I help them with that. I look at personality profiling, and we talk about that kind of stuff and do courses on that, and hypnotherapy, which is another really great tool. So I'm now have found that belonging, that meaning, that purpose. And it is so aligned, you know, everything now, I feel like this is the real me. And yet all those other labels I had were also me. I'm not ashamed of any of those labels. I just don't attach them to myself anymore. It's not my identity. It was a moment in time. It was a lesson. It was part of my life. Yes. This is who I am now. Now I'm the architect. Now I design each day how I want it to go. And when it doesn't go the way that I want it to, then what can I learn from that? What can I take from that? So that tomorrow I can do it differently. That's what I'm passionate about. And all these bits and pieces plus heaps more is what this podcast is about. Because in training, you know, I do have a time limit And I do have to filter myself a little bit in regards to things like language and and opinion because training is about, you know, education. Whereas this podcast can be about education and it can also be about my journey 
and me being unfiltered and sharing my passion and sharing the lessons as we go. So um, I'm looking forward to you being along this journey with me. I'm looking forward to getting some feedback and hearing what you would like to hear about. So please come and join uh, my Facebook group, which is, as I said, Talk Train Co. Talk Train is one word. Come and join the group, get involved. Uh, You can look up my website as well. It's www.talktrainco.com. Come and play with me and, um, yeah, I look forward to talking to you soon. See you later.